Welcome to Modern Mixtape, Navigating Parenthood. I'm your host, Jim, along with my wife, Jenny. We are two parents, born in the 70s, raised in the 80s, love music from the 90s, and raising kids in the 2000s, and just trying to figure it all out. Let's dive into the mixtape of modern parenting. This is Modern Mixtape. Listen wherever you get your podcast and follow us on Instagram and X. What's up? We made it, one in a row. Um, huge shout out to everyone who listened to the first episode and sent us comments. I mean, we got comments from all over the place. Yeah, there was definitely a lot of comments. Um, uh, one of my favorites was the uh, voices like silk and removing <laughs> myself from the hood and getting into the passenger seat. That was that was a good one. And it was pretty amazing to see comments from not only people we know now, but, you know, friends from the past. And, oh, yeah. You know. Yeah, it's been a... It's a been a good turnout. Yeah. So um, let's... Uh, let's get into it? Yeah. Is that what you were going to say? <laughs> yeah, I'm stealing your lines. That's fine. Um, so one in a row, we didn't really come up with this concept, but it's definitely served us and our kids Yeah, it's well. one we've definitely uh, incorporated. Uh, we, uh, we had family in town uh, a few years back. Um, I think it was not too long after we moved to Texas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, we had family in town. There was a family golf game. All the boys came out, went out and, you know, shot a whole round. And it was fun to be with my cousins and my uncle. And uh, we were, I think we were on the back nine. And he hit just this screamer shot. And I was like, man, that was incredible. And my uncle looks right at me and he goes, yeah, I got one in a row. I went, well, what does that mean? He's like, well, if I hit another good shot, I got two in a row, but at least I got one in a row. And I was like, man, that's super positive. Like, yeah. what, a, what, a, that's so glass half full. Yeah. I was really digging that. So, you know, you know, and it's kind of like, uh, it's kind of like this podcast. You know, we, uh, we just had to start, you know, we're sitting there, as you know, we were yeah. sitting on the couch, just kind of talking about it. Um, yeah. It was what, a couple weeks before my little, business gauntlet that I had to go on? Yes. Oh, the business gauntlet. <laughs> Fun times. Uh, yeah, it, it, it was, it was kind of interesting because we were, it was, it was a day, not unlike today, um, where we just had, uh, had some free time and we were just talking back and forth and, and I, I got a, I got a text from you and you said, hey, did you read the article I read or sent you? And I said, no, I didn't, but I'm going to read it now. And I went ahead and read it, and and basically, um, I just kind of, I just kind of jumped right in. I was like, "All right, let's do this." And I mean, obviously, you're well, well more. I mean, way more thought out than than I am. I'm a, I am a planner, and if I'm gonna invest my time in something, mm -hmm. I want it to be valuable and and meaningful, and I don't want to do something half-ass. And so, of course, right. I researched podcasting. What's the best platform? How are we going to do this? Probably much to Jim's chagrin and sent him the article and then crickets, which is why this took nine months. We both busy lives. Well, to, to be fair, we talked about this nine months ago, got a, got a kind of an idea. And then, uh, and then it, it was, yeah, maybe about a month, month and a half ago that it was time. Yeah, it was it was definitely time to get off the couch and get moving and get one in a row. So yeah. hey, congrats to one in a row. We've got yeah. one pad one it was podcast. The, out. If not now, when? Oh yeah, it's always a if not now when moment. Yeah, it's and, and I've heard that a lot from a lot of people. You know, yeah. 
You don't have to be good to start. You just yep. have to start to be good. Well, and it was kind of serendipitous that it happened before that business trip mm-hmm. because the class and the training I was going to was on Six Sigma and Green Belt, which is part of one of the key functions of what I do at work. And the class wrapped up with Kaizen, which is one of my like personal and professional philosophies, which is mm. kind of constant improvement over time. It doesn't have to be big improvements, right. but just lots of little improvements. So whether you're improving yourself by reading or physical fitness, but just learning a new skill, Mm -hmm. but just do lots of little improvements over time. And it's really served me very well in my professional life and definitely in my personal life. I think I've definitely gotten better with age. You're getting the best of me now. uh, (laughs) I I knew that when I met you. Um, But the class ended Mm -hmm. with, you know, it can be ugly at first, but you just have to start. And I think that really is the concept of, one in a row, you have to not worry about it being ugly or perfect, but you still have to start. And if you don't start, the improvements aren't going to happen. Yeah. So, um, and I think that's interesting when you think about the generations and our generation versus our kids' generation. Yeah. What do you think is the uh, generational difference in your your opinion? (laughs) Man, Thinking back to like our childhood versus our kids, we just started. And I I think watching our kids and and some of the things they do, there is this hesitancy on starting, you know? Yeah, it's it's almost as if they feel like they should know how to do it before they even start. Or it has to be perfect to start. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's this contemplation on what it's going to look like and this sense of perfection and the judgment where we just went out and did it. I mean, I think back to my childhood, some of the stuff I did with my brother, like I grew up on, you know, 10 acres and we had a tractor and the thought, you know, the fact that my parents just gave me and my brother the keys to the tractor and my brother rode BMX bikes. We built a whole BMX track. I wish we had pictures of this. (laughs) This would be awesome. You know, we had, you know, no idea how to build a BMX track other than looking in, you know, the BMX magazines and watching Rad, the movie, you mm. know, and we were building tabletops and all of that. And I was driving the tractor. It was totally ludicrous when I think back to it now, but we just started. Yeah. yeah. We just went and did it. Yeah. Same thing. Um, I mean, I, I skateboarded for years. Um, shout out to my buddies back at home who still skate. <laughs> I'm uh, glad you're not skating now. Uh, I tried it. I tried it. It ended Poorly. It was a bad decision. Yeah. Um, I should have had knee pads. My bad. I should yeah. know better, especially at this age. But yeah, just like, I, and I think that's where. But you just the, went and started the skating. Ju- yeah, the just starting. Like, oh, you want to learn a new trick. So try the new trick. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's the kind of thing that for me, personally, it's kind of hard to convey that to your child. Like, hey, just start it. When they're like, I don't, but what do I do? I don't know. You just start. You just Try. And I don't know if it's the judgment from social media now or how the kids are raised differently in school. How they're They're, perceived by their peers. I really don't know what the generational difference is. Um, 
you know, and it'd be fun to see comments from people our age (laughs) after this podcast, because it really is different being a parent now, because there is such this hesitancy and you really do have to reassure your kids. And I think about it now, we've kind of moved from getting our kids stuff to experiences. And when we do some of these experiences, they're new things for our kids, Mm. but we have to really reassure them that, when we go and do these adventures, we're not asking them to do anything we wouldn't do ourselves. A lot of times we're diving into the adventure with them. Yes. You know? Yeah. And there has to be a lot of trust there within our family unit, mm-hmm. but they still just have to start. I mean, I think- Perfect example. Yeah. Costa Rica. Oh, yeah. So before you really get into that, um, I had never surfed. I've well, skated. I've snowboarded. I, I have never surfed. Yeah. And, and so, so that, that, was, that was different for me. So when Jim and I got married, I said, we're going to go to Costa Rica for our honeymoon to a surf and yoga camp. And he kind of looked at me like, what? I think he had other ideas. I, I was all about the beach. He was all about the <laughs> beach. Maybe not active, like two, you know, two sessions in the water, Maybe all the of cantina. that. Maybe the cantina, some, <laughs> some chips, guacamole, yep. you know, not uh, to- Iguana watching, you <laughs> yeah. know, all the fun stuff that Costa Rica has to but offer. But we ended up having an amazing time in yes. Costa Rica. I studied there in college, fell in love with it. Jim fell in love with it on our honeymoon. And um, so we took our kids there the next year yeah. to the same surf camp that we went to. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a surf camp. We are not talking about- you know, put your floaties on. You are out in the water two sessions a day. Mm-hmm. And we got there and the oldest and the middle one, they're out there, no problem. Kids were super water safe. And so the first night we got everyone out in the water, just us, just to get them used to the the break. And the lesson started the next day, but our youngest, love her, you know, she was you well, know, for sal- reference, the other two were, uh, they were out there duck diving. For yeah. those of you who don't know what it is, when a wave is coming in, you basically duck under the wave and don't get smashed by it. Yeah. And she wanted to join her siblings. And but we were like, why don't you go out there? Let's go. Well, she also was like, I'm going to look on the shells. I'm going to jump over the little waves. And we're yeah, like, she, no. She just made excuses. Like, you got to get out there because this is a parenting pro tip. If you want to teach your kids a new skill, hire someone else to do it. <laughs> So the next day, our kids were going to be not with us. They were going to be with another instructor. Yeah, which, we, we had our own instructor. Yeah, we were with our own instructor. And um, she just did not want to go. And we're like, no. you got to go. She wanted to go. She just didn't, She did, again, she didn't know what to do. She didn't know what to Instead do. Instead of and just following the crowd, she was like, I don't, I don't know. So finally, after a little bit of time. I'm like, we're doing this. You got to just start. And so I grabbed her and I just duck dived underneath the wave with her. And she came up, we had our one in a row. And then I was like, oh. And then she went out and got 14 in a row. (laughs) Yeah. And she popped up that first time, realized I did not kill her. She didn't die. She didn't drown. She, (laughs) She did not drown. And then she was. And it she wasn't was, as scary. Yeah. Like it took the fear right away from her. She be, was like, oh, okay, well, there's be, nothing to be afraid of here. Because she got that one in a row and she needed that one in a row to just start. Yes. And then literally we could not get her and her siblings out of the water. I mean, literally it was lips were blue that first night. It was right. it was crazy. 
Yeah. Um, and one of the big things there is also a little caveat. Um, we will never ask our kids to do anything that we won't do ourselves. Yeah. I mean, same thing. I think back to my oldest, when I first took her skiing, I grew up in a skiing family and took her up to Yosemite to go skiing, putting mm. ski boots on a five-year-old, if anyone has done it. It's, it's torture. And I'm at the bottom of the slope putting little boots on her and she is- Murdering her feet. <laughs> yeah. Screaming bloody murder. There's right. just, she was not having it. Um, and, you know, people are looking at me and I'm like, this, this is what we're doing. You know, <laughs> again, pro tip, she was having a lesson with her instructor. Yeah, but you had to get the boots on. Oh, I got the boots on. <laughs> okay. I got the boots on and I got her feet locked in those skis. Instructor comes up and I'm like, adios, deuces, have fun. By the end of the day, she was pizza, French fries, pizza, French fries down the slope. That's fun. And she loved it and she just started, but she had to do it. And it's one of those moments where she trusted me because I was doing it and she just had to get that one in a row and and get it going, you know? Yeah, I got to tell you, nowadays, the oldest, uh, her attitude is basically, F it, I, I'll go first. <laughs> All the time, I'm like, well, wait a second, maybe, maybe not. No, but, no, I got it, it's fine. But I think that comes with, you have to know when to push and help them get that one in a row. And then through those moments of them achieving that one in a row, um, then all of a sudden they start to achieve the one in the row themselves, like you just mentioned with our oldest. Yeah. You know, she is hard charging. I mean, I think about it now with her in college. I mean, she called us up in the middle of her first semester and says, hey, I got myself a spot on the rugby team. And we're both like, you did what? Rugby? (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me? You know, and- it totally fits her personality. She is hard charging. She is total A-type personality, but that's her. That and, is a testament to you. Well, you know, that, that also- By the way, shout out to all the moms out there that absolutely, you know, are absolute stud role models for their kids. <laughs> absolutely. Um, but it's really a testament to her and all of her one in a rose, you know? And I, I think that comes with, just starting things. I mean, I had my one in a row, God, a year and a half ago when I transitioned jobs. I had been in sales my whole life. And then Mm -hmm. all of a sudden, now I'm creating content and training. I'm not in sales anymore. And it was a huge job pivot. And it was like, I don't exactly know what I'm doing, but I'm going to figure this out and I'm going to get my one in a row. And Mm -hmm. now I'm so glad I had that transition in my job because it's it's so fulfilling. Now, now, how many in a row do you have? A lot. A lot. A lot of them under your belt. Yeah, a lot. Repetitions. A lot. Repetitions. You know, um, and it's been fun to see you know some of our kids do that. I think about our middle child. Mm-hmm. You know, when he called us up in uh, middle school when we had just moved here and we had put him in choir because there were no other electives yeah, and. God, he had no he, other choice. He was like, God, why was, am I in choir? He was so mad. He yeah. was so mad. And uh, so he's in choir. And then halfway through the year is when they start to go to like regional competitions. I mean, mm-hmm. every- Yeah, so there's like a basic choir and then there's like a regional choir. 
Well, like the, like the traveling choir. Everything in Texas is a competition. That's let's, because let's Texas just, is huge. Let's just level set. And Texas is huge. Yeah. So we thought his just little like choir class was done. And so we're like, great. And, you know, like all parents, you want to know what your kids are doing? Like, let us know so we can coordinate. You're not driving. So let us know if we have to drive you somewhere. Help me help you. Yes, exactly. And he pops home and goes, hey, I need you to drive me to this place on Saturday. We're like, Saturday, what's up? He goes, oh, I tried out for Region Choir like a couple weeks ago and I made it. So it's the big concert and competition. We're like, you did what? He's like, yeah, I made it. I mean, super cool experience that he put himself out there and he got his one in a row. His one in a row, you know. And our oldest, same thing in high school, you know, when she decided to try out for color guard, we were just like, yeah. Well, originally she was on like the dance team, was it? She was the manager. Oh, okay, okay. She's the manager for the dance. So team. she wasn't. She was she, learning the routines, she but was, she wasn't like performing. She was a on freshman. The field. Yeah. And that was the spot that they give freshmen. Mm-hmm. If, if 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 you can't, I don't, I don't want to say if you can't make the cut because I don't think that was the no. case. I think they just had a lot of girls that were that, that were second year girls and third year girls and seniors and. Well, and it was really that and it, and it gives equestrian you a to, has always been her focus. So mm-hmm. this was an extra thing to kind of fulfill what she was doing. Right. So she decided to move from the dance team and she called us up and she's like, I'm going to join Color Guard. And we're like, what do you know about that. And first of all, I didn't know anything about color guard. I knew a little bit. I didn't know how serious it was. And oh, everything in Texas is serious. Yeah. Football, color guard, band, wrestling, you name it. Well, and I'm so glad she did. And I'm so glad oh. we trusted her. Yeah. And she trusted herself to do one in a row and frankly, 500 in a row because dang, yeah. there were a lot of practices. Yeah. So, so it was, you know, learning choreography, got one in a row. Uh, Learning uh, um, or going to competitions. Yeah. You know, one football games. Yeah. Football games. It's, you know, you got to start. You got to, you got to start before you're great. Yeah. You got to get out there and, and get after it. But that, that concept of just putting themselves out there, I think as they've gotten older, instead of us having to be like, hey, one in a row, they're now doing it themselves. Yeah. And now our youngest is in, uh, Guard. Yeah. And so she had her one in a row. So. Yeah. The same thing. You know, her first competition, her first football game. Yeah. No, it's pretty awesome to see. So just start whatever it is. Just get out there and. Get off the couch. Get out there. Do it. Jump off the cliff. Yeah. Well, don't jump off the cliff. But just start. Yeah, for sure. As we wrap up another episode of Modern Mixtape, we want to thank everyone for tuning in and sharing this journey with us through parenthood. And guess who just hit two in a row? These guys? Yeah, these guys. (laughs) So remember, as you're going through the highs and lows, um, you're not alone. Just listen to this mixtape. Modern Mixtape is produced and recorded by Jenny and Jim Pruden. Edited and mixed by Grey Bear Erickson at The Sanctuary. Theme song written and performed by Grey Bear Erickson. 